Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi. I'm recording from a hotel room in Las Vegas the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, Wasn't here for the Super Bowl. Wasn't here for Super Bowl week because I didn't want to abandon my family for several weeks at a time. Obviously, went to the Senior Bowl. So skip Senior Bowl, sips, I skipped uh, Super Bowl week, but now I'm back for the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association Conference here in Vegas. Um, but wow, what a Super Bowl, man. Uh, that fourth quarter, that overtime, very entertaining. Patrick Mahomes is now a three-time Super Bowl champion, more than the Super Bowl, but just wanted to you know, set the stage for this episode. We have several takeaways from the entire postseason. I know a lot of us, you know, don't pay too much attention to the numbers during the offseason as much as the regular season, but you know, I think it's a key part in understanding team needs and also some roles uh, you know, we might see stay the same or change the following year. You know, big implications for fantasy. Um but, uh, you know, the NFL Combine also, another piece of news, NFL Combine was also released, like the whole list of those players. More than 300 players were are invited. Um, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, awesome, you know, prospects. Like There's a, there's a bunch of guys that I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, to see. Um, you know, if you, you know, if you've been following college football, you kind of have an idea. But obviously, Caleb Williams, um, you know, probably – will be taking number one overall. Uh, Jaden Daniels is a quarterback that you should be paying attention to out of LSU. Um, big, big rusher, you know, on top of all the passing work. Uh, so he's someone to pay attention to. A couple of running backs, you know, Bucky Irvin is one of my favorite prospects. Trey Benson also uh, is somebody you should be paying attention to. Uh, at receiver, like, there's really, like, a big, I would say big two 
Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors, and then Robe uh, Odunze is like kind of like like the guy who's who's pretty much next up, uh, and then obviously Brock Bowers is somebody that we have to be paying attention to. This is he is you know one of the you know most elite you know tight end prospects that we've seen in a while. So definitely definitely want to pay attention to him. We're in the middle of all of our prospect evaluation right now. We're going to be sharing a lot of that on Instagram, but more importantly, our Dynasty kit, our rookie draft kit that's coming out very shortly. Uh, can't wait for this. This is one of my favorite times of the year, you know, when we're looking at these prospects to kind of determine whether they're going to be good players in the NFL, you know, next year. Um, but back to the back to the big game, you know, another tough loss for Cal Shanahan and his squad. Uh, you know, too bad he has to go up against Mahomes and Brady every time he, he gets to the big game. Um, you know, a lot of people talking about the decision that Kyle Shanahan made, you know, to receive, you know, he won the kickoff, obviously the, the coin toss and he chose to receive. Right. And there's some pushback there because it's like, you know, well, why receive? Why not know what you have to do? Right. Give the Chiefs the ball, you know, see if they can score a touchdown. Maybe they don't, you know, and then you have a chance to either win the game or obviously, you know, tie it up or whatever. But at least you'll know if the Chiefs end up scoring a touchdown, then you'll get the second possession, and you'll know whether you need to score a touchdown or not. You'll know whether you would you could use that fourth down to run a play opposed to using the fourth down to kick the field goal like he did on his first drive. Um, you know, and you know his rationale was like, "Hey, you know, I did that because I wanted to get the ball back. You know, just in case it was tied after two possessions." The problem with that is he's assuming that he get the ball back. Uh, you know, the Chiefs would have went for two, right, if the 49ers had a touchdown on their first drive. So, you know, I'm not sure if that necessarily plays out, right? If the 49ers scored a touchdown and the Chiefs end up scoring a touchdown, they would have went for two to try to win the game. So there probably wouldn't have been a third possession either way, right? But anyway, now I, I think Brock Purdy played well enough to win uh, the Chiefs defense, you know, played like the Chiefs defense all year. The 49ers defense stepped up too. But at the end of the day, the reason why Mahomes is Mahomes is because he makes the plays when it matters. That's the mark of a champion, right? You can throw a bad pick earlier in the game like he did, but don't keep it close, you know, because the type of quarterback Mahomes is, the type of quarterback Tom Brady is, they're going to make you pay for it, you know, when the game is on the line. You know, when you look at it statistically, you know, between these two particular quarterbacks, the two quarterbacks, you know, that we consider goats at this point, uh, the two best that have ever done it, I think that's clear. Uh, is there some debate still between who's at one between these two? Of course. But talent-wise, I don't think there's any question. I think Mahomes is that guy. And the fact that he's able to do what he did at a young age, this young of an age, you know, three uh, Super Bowl MVPs, three Super Bowl uh, championships, two first-team All-Pros. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that Mahomes has done on his resume. Obviously, different errors a little bit, but you know, I think you know, put Mahomes on that Patriots team, I think it would have been a little bit of a different story also, right? I think, I don't know if he would have won all those championships. Obviously, you never know, right? Every situation is different, but you know, he's a guy that's super dynamic, and you know, I think obviously him and Andy Reid is a great pairing, and you know, if he didn't end up with Andy Reid, who knows where things would have fell, but at the end of the day, he's, he's young, and he has potentially more championships to win. Now, their first six seasons in the league, right, they both played 96 games. Um, there's no stat that Brady has over Mahomes. Mahomes has a few more wins. He has 7,000 more passing yards, which amounts to about 75 more passing yards per game. 
and almost a full yard per pass attempt. Mahomes has thrown 219 touchdown passes in that span compared to 147 for Brady. Mahomes threw 63 interceptions compared to 78 for Brady. Um, you know, and obviously Tom Brady didn't use his legs at all. So Mahomes is almost 2,000, you know, more rushing yards in that span compared to only 400 for Brady. Um, they both have they both have had three Super Bowl wins uh, each during that span. But Mahomes was named to three All Pro teams, two of them first team All Pro. He has three Super Bowl MVPs compared to two for Brady. He has two MVPs like NFL MVPs by this point in his career. Brady did not have any. Uh, and yes, I understand. You know, the errors were a little different, but Mahomes is just a superior talent, right? He has a similar killer instinct that Brady does. So really, really, it's really cool to just witness this. I'm not a Chiefs fan, obviously, but, you know, when you witness greatness, it's cool It's cool to be a part of it. While we're on the Chiefs, you know, there are a few takeaways from this offseason. One of them, you know, is how much they're riding Isaiah Pacheco. The Chiefs have been a team that was that was rotating their backs, right? But Pacheco is the exception. At least 70% of snaps in every game in the playoffs. He obviously hit that a bunch during the regular season. 23 touches per game during the playoffs. That's higher than the top touch leaders in the NFL, like Kyron Williams and Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, this could be a sign that the Chiefs are content with Pacheco as their guy. They haven't, you know, tried to go in any other direction this year. Um, it's not like they tried other running backs or anything like that. No, Pacheco was the guy the entire year. Um, he was the RB10 in PPR points per game. This season, if you look at early underdog best ball drafts, he's going off the board as the RB10 for next season. Um, but, yeah, like this season and this playoff run, th- this all could be a sign that he's attached to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes once again next year in a workhorse role. Staying with the Chiefs, two 25% plus target share games for Rashi Rice, 22% target share overall in the four games. Um, the Super Bowl was a relatively low target game for Rice, but you know he looks to be a big part of what they're doing and what they're trying to do moving forward. Now, the Chiefs need a perimeter wide receiver very badly. Okay, um, Everything they do right now is in the middle of the field. The fact that the Chiefs are rolling with MVS and, and you know, Justin Watson is nuts. Still, you know, I think Rashi can be a, a target earner in the middle of the field out of the slot. Like, you know, he's been he's been that guy since that rap participation increased in week twelve. At that point in time, his target share, you know, from then until the end of the year went from thirteen percent to twenty seven percent, which is bonkers. Uh, he got targeted at a twenty eight percent rate per route so you know 28% targets per route run um, and he was the overall wide receiver seven in fantasy points per game during that span all right now what do we do with Travis Kelsey right he's going to be 35 next year we all remember that he was extremely disappointing for fantasy this year given his first uh, first round price tag we went into the NFL playoffs not expecting a whole lot but then he goes and balls out uh, he averages 89 receiving yards per game in their four playoff games and now these games are going to keep his ADP up there you know, probably in the third round is where I'm guessing. If I'm in Dynasty, I am, uh, I'm trying to sell right now, you know, off of this, this little run he had. But I'd probably grab a guy like Trey McBride instead in redraft, um, you know, similar price tag. Uh, but, you know, you can't deny what Kelsey did. He stepped up big time. You know, 21% target share in the regular season, not amazing, but 28% target share in the playoffs. You know, that's where he steps up. You know, he ended up breaking Jerry Rice's reception record, too, for the, off, for the, for the postseason. So hats off to Kelsey. Uh, but I might stay away at his potential price next year. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, let's move on from the Chiefs. I think it was pretty clear, you know, that the Ravens, you know, left the playoffs. And, and, and they had two glaring holes on offense to me. Um, another wide receiver to compliment Zay Flowers. I think they need another outside threat, someone who can compliment Zay as the flanker. Uh, and whichever tight end, you know, whether it's Mark Andrews or Isaiah Likely running routes in the middle of the field. Um, this is an offense that is more focused on the pass game under OC Todd Munkin. And they've really just been rotating. You know, OBJ and Rashad Bateman and other receivers like Nelson Aguilar. OBJ is set to be a free agent. Aguilar as well. I don't think either of these guys end up coming back, but we'll see. You know, either way, they need more of a contributor, you know, rather than a positive locker room presence, which is what OBJ, you know, is at this point. Um, There are a bunch of wide receivers in this draft who can help, and there could be a couple of wide receivers who they can snag in free agency. So we'll see what they end up doing, but they desperately need to make a move. Uh, you you got to take a look at this backfield, too, and realize that when it came down to it, Munkin just didn't trust it, right? A combined six attempts from their running backs in the AFC Championships, uh, in, their, in their AFC Championship, this is with Gus Edwards healthy, right? Um, they had three running backs split all the work the game before in the AFC, AFC Divisional game. J.K. Dobbins had the Achilles injury. He's set to be a free agent. Um, so he, I doubt he's coming back. I, I imagine Munkin, you know, given his like, you know, pass first mentality, I think he's going to be looking for a dual threat running back this offseason, whether that's through free agency or through the draft. And by the way, we'll be getting, you know, to those prospects very soon. You know, we have our Dynasty guy dropping on March 1st. Uh, our rookie draft kit will be dropping on April 1st. So, you know, everything you need to know about these rookies for both your rookie drafts and your redraft uh, league this upcoming season. I'm looking at the type of opportunity that James Cook received during the playoffs. Two games, 18 rushing attempts in each game, and targeted on 26% of his routes. Only four running backs were targeted at a higher rate during the regular season. So, you know, that type of target rate on top of 18 rushing attempts is RB1 type of opportunity. So, you know, I don't know if they ever give him goal line work, but even without it, he has RB1 potential if this workload stays somewhat similar, okay? Uh, And by the way, he's being drafted as the RB12 in early best ball drafts on underdog. Staying with the Bills, they desperately need a wide receiver opposite Stephon Diggs too, similar, you know, to the Ravens situation. You know, I'm a fan of Khalil Shakir, but he hasn't done enough to the point where I'm ready to proclaim him as the clear wide receiver to next season. I think they end up bringing in another perimeter wide receiver who can produce, whether it's through the draft or free agency. And I think, you know, that would be a priority because we saw Stefan Diggs slide in the second half of last year. Uh, I'd imagine they try and get someone young to start molding into their eventual wide receiver one 
uh, on top of attempting to bring in some free agent wide receivers. Um, I think Shakir will end up keeping his job in the slot, but they might just want to run two more, you know, run more two tight end sets like they did last year with both Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox still in the fold, uh, which would mean less available routes for a lot, you know, for a slot receiver. So, you know, they got to just take advantage of Josh Allen in his prime, get him another wide receiver or two and, and, and let him roll. Let's go to the Lions. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, obviously a baller, but his touches were limited, right? He got it done for sure. Three touchdowns in three games. He had some big plays. All those touchdowns, you know, were from 10 or more yards out, though. Okay, David Montgomery still had 89% of the goal line attempts during their three playoff games. I know Gibbs had that bad fumble in the third game, but the limited playing time was happening at the start of the playoffs. 36% of the rushing attempts, you know, during the playoffs, would be fine if his route participation was at like 60% or 65%, but it was at 39%. His targets per route run was very high. So he was solid in that department, but he simply needs more work, like more raw work, if we're going to depend on him for a longer period of time. Like the longer the sample size, the less likely his production is sustainable with that type of workload, right? Um, now, I will assume that he sees more work next year because a player as dynamic as him and a player who gets drafted as high as he did will likely be trusted more in his second year. Um, but I, I personally thought that we might see a preview of that, you know, when it mattered most during the playoffs. Um, but yeah, he's currently being drafted as the overall RB4 off the board in early 2024 best ball drafts. Uh, I do think we need to see him get more work if he's going to come through on that. He's such a dynamic player that he can still do it. But, you know, you got to see the, the raw volume there uh, before you trust it, right? Tank Dell, you know, missed a bunch of time, obviously, towards the end of the year. And Nico Collins, you know, just went off, man. Here's the thing, though. Nico's been balling all year and, and just, you know, I, I know Nico's been going off while Tank has been out. But that doesn't mean that he was only going to do that because Tank was out. You know, he's that guy. Uh, he's an alpha wide receiver in the NFL. 35% target share and 49% air yard share during their two playoff games when it mattered most. This is what you want to see. That's a high-end wide receiver one profile, and players don't get that type of work. And, of course, you know, you have to com- combine that with what he did in the regular season, too. He, You know, he's tied to C.J. Stroud next year across another very good wide receiver in Tank Dell. You know, I love Tank, too, obviously, but if I'm picking one in Dynasty and next season, it's Nico. Um, We don't have to just like one wide receiver per team, okay? So keep that in mind, all right? Um, That's going to do it for this show, guys. Uh, We have plenty of of more content and more episodes to come. Uh, We're going to be, you know, doing a lot of Dynasty stuff coming up here, more draft-focused, free agent-focused. So stay tuned. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the game. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the offseason stuff, man. I can't wait. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center 
drinkers and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.